For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Very good. Talk to Recorded live. Hi, loves. Welcome back. You're here with the alchemical priestess, Asha Aset, also known as Magical Asha, as we discover the magic within us and shine our light to the world around us. Thank you for joining me, magical people. Today is a very special show for me because I get to talk to a great friend of mine, Brother L. He is the producer of the extremely popular Black Superhero series on YouTube, known there by the name as LLO525STAR. Welcome. Welcome, honey. Tell us how you've been doing. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it, especially on such a great spring afternoon. Um, I'm doing well. I can't complain. Just been uh, keeping my head down, been working, studying. You know, you know how we uh, how we eternal students do. Well, yes, yes. Everything is always a study. So, yes. um, so yeah. So today's topic, what we're talking about today, is um, basically economic energy. Um, what we're going to discuss is is how we can use our energy to manifest and, and create something economically, um, something that stands and something we can pass down to our future generations. So it should be a really informative and really enlightening show. And I know, um, you know, um, we're personal friends, Brother L and I, and we've talked a lot on this converse, on this topic. So um, just with so many conversations, I figured that it would be very good to share it with others. You know, I think that a lot of the things, I think that a lot of us suffer from a, a kind of economic ignorance in a way, and we don't realize that it's not quite as hard as we think it is. Very so, true. Mm-hmm. So, um, so first, I guess I wanted to ask about, you know, because the background that um, I have that we both have kind of in common is, is the metaphysical, like, um, background where, you know, um, it's very logical, it's, it's very um, intellectual, I guess, is, is a better way to put it. So mm-hmm. basically I, I wanted to ask about, you know, after so many years of, of studying so many vast topics, and, you know, we've, we've gone through a lot of different um, subject matters and topics in, in over these years as we've grown, mm-hmm. as right. we've known each other. So I was wondering, um, how does this how is this an evolution of, of what we've already done before? Like, tell me how this connects, how economics connects to anything, to what we've kind of been doing already. All right. Um, we can look at it very simply. I think what happens is because of the society we live in, you know, we're forced to hit the ground running. We're forced to already know a lot of things that we simply don't know. I mean, I remember... You, you know, when it comes to money, for example, I'll, I'll speak personally. <clears throat> you know, I would turn on the news at like, you know, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. They're talking about a stock market. And the way they speak, they never start from a square one and explain to you what this is, how it works, what it does, what's the point, the origin of it, nothing. 
All you hear is, okay, this is up, that's down. Maybe, you know, the market's looking good, the market's looking bad. Then you got a whole bunch of talking heads telling you what to do with your money. And what that, what that does is, you know, especially with our people, let's be honest, there's not really a lot of talk about, you know, economics and finance. You know, I, I believe you, you use the term financial ignorance. You know, it, it, it's all connected. I believe it's, you know, it's financial immaturity. You know, and I, I've suffered from that as well. You know, and I'll even go as far as to say uh, financial low self-esteem, you know. Um, but to get to the to, back to what I was saying, everything is connected, and we have to look at things in simple terms. And the, the, the low self-esteem that works into it, you know, we understand the the concept of you fish your wish. We understand the concept of our thoughts create our reality. And with economics, it's no different. I think a lot of our people are scared of dealing with money in large sums, of, of having it. And, you know, we have to break free of that. You know, we want to blame the system, which is not what I was doing when I was bringing up the, the idea of, uh, you know, hitting the ground running and not really having a full understanding of things. But what I really meant was that no one really sits down sits down and teaches us this is what you do. Right. And more often than not, more often than not what happens is, you know, somebody wants to give us a couple of pointers once we're a couple of grand in the hole. You know, we got a couple of uh, overdue credit card bills or, or what have you. You know what I mean? You're about to be evicted or something like that. Then someone wants to come along and explain things to you, but that would have worked for you, I don't know, six months prior, a year or two prior, you know. Like there, there's no system in place to help you, you know, when you come into a large sum, for example. There's no system to help you to regulate, you know, what you should do with your funds long before you get them. Like say, you know, how to, you know, properly save for example, to make sure that you don't dip into it to pay your rent, to pay your bills, and so on. Right. Yes, yes. Basic money management skills. Like, we're not taught that beforehand, I guess. Absolutely. Right. right. So you spoke of, of the low self-esteem, which is a very um, unique way of looking at it, a, a, an innovative way of looking at it. Do you, you feel like, because I, I spoke recently, and actually I speak quite often of, um, the fear of power, um, mm-hmm. and and money. Ah, on your other show. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's funny and, you um, mentioned that. You, you said mm-hmm. you said um, that that what sparked your interest in that show, uh, in doing that show, was something you, you saw in a movie where someone uh-huh. said that magic is power and power corrupts. Uh-huh. You, you know, uh, after I listened to that, actually while I was listening to it. I posted a status on my Facebook page, and I said that power only corrupts the corruptible. Mm-hmm. And by that I meant, you know, to if I may go into a little more detail, that certain things that happen in our lives, you know, with, with money, you know, for example, they say money changes you, you know, but the reality is what it does is it reveals you, reveals who you are. Yep. You know, whatever is in you is going to come out. So if that person is, you know, I don't want to say philanthropist, but a, a person who's generous and they want to help out friends and family members, then that's what will happen. If they're, you know, a bastard and, 
you know, they want to use whatever money or power they have in order to lord it over somebody and say, hey, I got this, and I'm going to shit all over you now that I came up, then that's what's going to come out. Yes, you know, if exactly. you, I don't know if you heard, but um, recently there was, uh, you know, some, some links going around about this sister from, I forget where, but she won like $10 million in a lottery or something, bought a house and mm-hmm. some, you know, extravagant things like we're supposed to do. Let's keep it real. Right. Right. And now she's riding the bus to work again, you know. But what happens is, you know, the people who read it now, and now we're supposed to say, all right, this woman was stupid and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But what did she do with that money? What I noticed in those articles was she was helping out friends and family. Why is this so terrible? Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. Now, from some of the places I've been, that whole story looked to me like it was some spin. You know, like to shake some people off of her, like, you know, all right, I've done all that I can do. Let me have the rest of this. And even one of the stories that one of the versions of the report that I read said that she put some money aside in a trust for her children. Sounds kind of like mm-hmm. the the, uh, the Allen Iverson story, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. Where he, yeah. he said he couldn't uh, afford a cheeseburger, but he's got like, what, I forget how many millions in the trust mm-hmm. when he's older or something like that. And a good thing, too. That might be pretty smart to do, especially if the whole world just knows that you basically just won, what, $10 million? Then. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if when, when people win those large sums, if they have to go public or not. But let's face mm-hmm. it, how many of us would, would, would keep that kind of money quiet? <laughs> you know how we like the ball. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you already know. But... um. But, yeah, but I, I was thinking the whole, when it comes to the to the insecurity factor, you know, mm-hmm. what I kind of really, what I was thinking was that it seems that a lot of people are afraid to have that kind of um, responsibility and that kind of power mm-hmm. that comes along with oh, real, true economic, um, well, I mean, well, economic freedom, I guess, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. I, I recall... You had um, we spoke before, and you were telling me something about economic sovereignty. So, yes. so what are your thoughts on on that, as opposed to to, to to you know finance the idea of financial freedom? Well, financial freedom is something like I couldn't ever really understand what that term really meant. You oh. know, if we're looking at it in terms of a matrix. You understand? You know, you come in, you do what you can do, and then you know you unplug. You know, and, you know, this idea, it, it, financial freedom, it kind of reminds me of the, the kid who doesn't have to go to school that day, but then goes to school to prove to everybody else that he doesn't have to be there. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's kind of like that. If you're the real thing, and, you know, I have to point out that uh, I came across that term listening to a blog talk show done by the, uh, the Moreland Twins called uh, Know the Ledge Radio. And they had a guest on there, and the title of the show was Economic Sovereignty. And when I heard it, I was like, that's the perfect thing to give it, because you're talking about, you know, the, the, the power to do or the ability to do something with your own power. Yes. And, you know, if we're talking about billions of spending dollars with the, uh, with the so-called black community, you know, we're talking about a potential for a, a great amount of sovereignty. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. I do realize I didn't really answer your, your question about, uh, you know, financial or low, excuse me, financial low self-esteem. It's this idea 
that people have in possibly the subconscious area of their minds that they don't deserve this kind of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, this is what, you know, this is what came to me as I thought about that term a few days ago. You know, some people don't right. believe that, that they deserve that sort of, uh, that sort of, you know, yeah. money and the power that comes with it, the ability that comes with it. I mean, and we see our people give away billions of dollars to the to the black church, you mm-hmm. know, and it's a Ponzi scheme, the type of which what they know they're not even getting a return on the investment. Mm-hmm. So what is it we're looking at here? We're looking at a, a people who on some level don't believe that they deserve the good things that can come from saving and investing your money. Just throw away that power. Just give it away. I can work without it. And our people can do without it. You know, in many ways, you know, we have, not under this system. But there's not a lot of uh, financial understanding collectively, individually, of course. And we kind of need to adapt to the society that we're in. There's there's mm-hmm. really no way that we can get around dealing with money in a capitalistic society. Like there's no That's way. Right. Um, you know, no matter no matter what it is. I mean, even when you look at the the chakra system, you know, mm-hmm. um, the root chakra is the base chakra. That's the chakra of home and security. So, right. you know, it it's it's hard to graduate to other levels of consciousness when your mind is still focused on survival. You know, and, um, and I think that, you know, it, it's kind of connected to, you know, what, what you were saying about, you know, they're not able to see themselves, you know, with that. They, they, they're low, mm-hmm. they're, their self-esteem, their self-image blocks them from being able to see themselves as a person. And I'm just talking about the average person. I'm not talking at all about the ones who, who made a whole bunch of money and went off somewhere, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, Um. I'm talking about the average everyday person. Like they, they're not able to visualize and see themselves in a place of, of financial success. And I mean, and success is not only to me. It doesn't just deal with. Um, it doesn't just deal with you know having the money to pay your bills, but it's kind of like what what you can do to create a legacy, something that you can money that you can pass down to your children, or, or not yes. even, even if it's not even actual money, but maybe a business. You know what I mean? Or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, a fiscal-minded, you know, or a fiscal mentality that you could pass down to them that would give them the ability to to do this for themselves. But yeah. it's definitely something it can't be avoided, you know. Yeah, that's right. Hustle for your last name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. I think and, one, and one of the... Who that? I'm sorry? Who was the hustle for the last name? I think we um we talked about that before. Who was the one that said that? Yeah, that that was Damon Dash when he did an interview recently. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think he was in New York at the time. Yeah, he uh-huh. said, I hustle for my last name. I don't hustle for my first. So he's looking towards the future. You know, it's about building a legacy, something you can hand down. And if it's not uh-huh. actual, if it's not actual money, you know, because, you know, it, everything's on the table here. If it's not actual money, then it's a skill set that can get you money. How about that? Yep. Yep. You know, it, it's it's the mentality that you can do it. It's a mentality that you deserve it yeah. if, you, if you believe you do. You know, I think because we're a very spiritual people, what happens is because of the system that we're in, we've been, collectively speaking, I guess you can say um, tricked into believing that money or having material things is the antithesis of being mm-hmm. spiritual. 
exactly. know, so now we're supposed to be, you know, the uh, the the poor righteous teachers. We're supposed to be walking up and down with with the uh, with the tattered garments in order yeah. to be taken seriously spiritually, and such is not the case. That doesn't mean that you know money is the answer to every problem, but you know. Again, I said, you know, everything can be seen simply, and to keep it simple, balance in everything. Everything mm-hmm. can be balanced. You know, if you can yeah. be abundant spiritually, if you can be abundant philosophically, if you can be abundant, you, you know, with, with you know emotionally, then why can't you be abundant economically or financially mm-hmm. as far mm-hmm. as your security goes? I was reading yeah. something recently that said that every single minute, the sun gives enough energy to the earth to power everything that we use for an entire year. That's abundance. Damn. Yeah, absolutely. The, when you think of squirrels, for example, the, the ratio uh, of whatever nuts, I don't know if they're acorns or whatever, that, that, squirrel, that squirrels store away, the ratio of those nuts to squirrels isn't one-to-one. Mm-hmm. You know, a single squirrel can hide away hundreds, maybe thousands. We don't know. I've never mm-hmm. dug anything up to find it. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not one-to-one. So that says to me that nature is showing us that we can have way more than we actually need, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to understand that it's okay to have. Yes, absolutely. It's okay. Like, you know what I mean? And it, and it doesn't take away from who you've grown to be spiritually. In fact, it's an expansion of it, you know, it's a mindset, you know, once you, once you truly understand the balance, you know, that, that, that comes along with things, you know, the earth element that is that balance of, of abundance and production. So, yes, so yeah, as indeed. you said, it's not an antithesis. It's not an antithesis. It is, it's actually quite complementary. Abundance can right. be, is quite complementary. But um, I was um, going to ask about selling out. You know what I mean? What What are your thoughts on that? Um, the idea of of because um, you know we have this idea that you know once people get a certain amount of money, you know we assume that you know they they've had to sell out a part of themselves in order to have it. So, um, which you know there's is definitely some truth to it, you know. But yeah. tell me what your thoughts are about that. Um. All right. Well, you know, I'm real big on discernment. And, you know, the the proper definition of discernment is to differentiate one from another. So you have, you know, two ways you can look at selling out. One is, you know, um, I guess to build something up that's worth selling and then sell it at a profit. Mm -hmm. And then you have the idea where, you know, in order to become, quote, unquote, successful, you know, you've compromised your integrity. You've, uh, I don't know, done a sexual favor or two for a movie role or, you know, a record deal or what have you. Now, I'm not in any of these people's boardrooms or bedrooms, so I don't know which is which. But in all honesty, I see a lot of talented people, and they're handsomely paid for being so. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I remember uh, uh, one of my favorite groups, Metallica, you know, they did a a, a show on um, VH1's Behind the Music, and they addressed the topic of selling out. And, you know, they were, they were being told by their peers, yeah, you sold out, you sold out, you guys got haircuts, and you're, you know, drinking uh, uh, scotch and smoking Cuban cigars on the back of your record. 
And, you know, Jason Newstead, who was the bassist at the time, he said, yeah, we sold out. Every show, every performance, everywhere we go. Okay. Right. That's success. That's not selling okay. out. Mm-hmm. Selling out is when you've compromised some kind of uh, uh, moral that you have, some, some sort of principles, uh, personal beliefs, and so on, mm-hmm. in order to get what you get. And that's why I said, quote, unquote, success, because that's not success. Mm-hmm. 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 It really is. And when you look at it that way, I mean, I guess when you put it that way, you have to look at the fact that some of these people that we call sellouts, they didn't have those principles in the first place to which that they actually, you know, transgressed against. Absolutely. And if you don't have certain principles, you know, um, as far as, helping your community or helping your family or people or anything like that. Right. You're not technically selling out, at least for them in their mind, you know, now yeah. as far as the collective, clearly, you know what I mean, if all of them mm. have that mentality, then, you know, it kind of will contribute into this type of capitalistic competition that we that we deal with, you mm. know, on the day-to-day. But, you know, but I, I guess it all kind of depends on how you view it, you know. Of course. Of course, and even the, the the idea of selling out, you know, they, these people or this person that sold out the black community, you know, to sell someone out usually means that something bad happens to the one who's been sold out. You know, if a person's just been left behind, then, you know, we should call it that. And that's what happens. You know, that's yeah. what happens. But to go to what you said, you know, you know, you got to have these principles. So a lot of these people who are being accused of selling out, you know, you got to look at it a, a certain way. Did this person who's being accused of selling out, did they have these stated principles that they turned on later on? Or did this person who's making the accusation of selling out have certain unrealistic expectations of these people? Exactly. Yep. I mean, uh, many are guilty of projecting, you know, themselves, their wishes and their desires onto others who don't know them at all and really don't right. hold anything. Um, Indeed. I, but I, wanna... I favor, I'm sorry, if I may uh, just add to that. You know, recently I, I had conversations with someone, and uh, I said, yeah, don't sell out, buy in. And mm-hmm. I actually got that from, from watching something on wrestling where some guy, they had some storyline with the guy saying that. He said, I didn't sell out, I bought in. And to to those who don't understand what that means, one would sound, it would sound like this person is just basically trying to justify selling out. When in actuality, what can happen is that people, um, I'm sorry, someone's pulling up to me. People, uh, hold on a moment. Okay. Yes. Good. 